This time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Pashas Shlach. Pashas Shlach, according to the Chinuch, contains three mitzvos, two positive, including the mitzvos of Chala and Sitzis, and one prohibition also contained within the last paragraph, Losusuru Achrei Levavachem Vachrei Parsha Shlach remains one of the most challenging and difficult parshios of the Torah, and as I mention it annually, it doesn't get easier from year to year. The obvious question is, how could it be that, as David Melech says in Tilim 106, that literally they showed a disdain for the very special land of Eretz Yisrael. The first half of the parsha deals with the spies that the Jewish people send. There are 12 altogether. 10 bring back a negative report. Two, Kalev and Yoshua, are most positive. The people, unfortunately, accept the bad and evil report of the ten spies. The Torah tells us that they cried that night upon hearing the report of these spies. God says to the Jewish people, You cried for naught. I will give you something to cry about. That night, our rabbis tell us, was none other than the night of Tisha B'Av, the ninth of Av, when in our history, God orchestrated that this be the night of crying in the future that both the first and second Beis Hamikdash temples were destroyed on this day, as well as other national calamities that occurred on Tisha B'Av. I'd like to, however, focus this morning on one phrase that the Maraglim, the spies, used in casting the very gloomy picture upon the Jewish nation. The Torah tells us in chapter 13, Pasuk 32, and it means that they brought forth to the children of Israel an evil report on the land that they had spied out, saying, Ha'aretz, the land, the land through which we have passed to spy it out, Eretz, Ocheles, it is a land that devours its inhabitants. The Gemara in Sota 35a gives us the background to this charge and tells us that, and Rashi quotes part of this as well, that 
as they traveled from place to place, wherever they went, they saw that the people were busy burying their dead. And it happened to have been a leader of each community had passed on at that time. And therefore, seeing funeral after funeral after funeral, they drew the conclusion, Eretz, literally a land that devours its inhabitants. Says the Gemara, Amar HaKadosh Baruch God said, Ani chashavti olatova. I meant it only for their good. But vahim, but they, chashfulara. They misinterpreted, they misread it. God meant it for good that this way, ten, excuse me, twelve men walking together, dressed differently, speaking differently, should not even be as much as noticed or molested or bothered because the people were so distracted, taking care of burying their leaders. So, again, how were they to know, you and I can ask? Were they really so wrong in reporting what they saw and saying, unfortunately, it's a land that devours the dead? I saw a very interesting answer suggested by the late Rav Yaakov Naiman, in his Sefer, Darche Musar. And he has the following interesting development that there are no less than three different levels of emuna, of faith. The first level of faith is to believe that God is the Creator. And this, he says, indeed, is not so challenging and difficult, because if one thinks about it for a moment, the same way that if I were to tell you Do you know how the first watch came into being? Somebody was trying, experimenting, and he had all the pieces on a table, and his wild, young grandchild comes in, knocks over the table, all the pieces fall to the floor, and they fall together in such a way that they fall literally as a unit, and this is how the watch was made. You'll look at me very strange, and you'll say... I don't really think so, and you're right. Because, to use that expression, if there's a watch, there had to be a watchmaker. All the more so, if there is a sophisticated world, there has to be a world maker. Good. This is the first stage of emuna of faith. Beyond that, the next shlav or level we can say is to believe in a force, namely HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God, who is involved with Hashkocha Pratis, which means that he personally is involved in each person's life. What does that mean? It means if someone has success in business, it's not because, after all, kochi v'otsem yadi osali eshachayil hazeh, which means literally, my strength and my knowledge and my acumen has literally 
gotten for me all my success, but rather I recognize that my success, sure, I have to do my hishtadlus. I have to put my effort into this, but ultimately I recognize that the blessings that I have, and indeed all that I have, comes from on high. This is the second stage of emuna of faith. But the highest level of faith, suggests Rav Naiman, is when the reality questions your faith. In other words, when that which you see, in this case here, case in point, they are busy burying their dead, how can you still believe at that time that this is a good land? And the answer that we have to give clearly is as follows. If this would have been their first encounter with their knowledge of the land, you might be right. But let us not forget that at the burning bush, God says to Moshe, in chapter 3, in Shmos, God says in Pasuk 8, for a raid lahatsilo miyad mitzrayim. This is the game plan. I shall descend to rescue it, the Jewish nation, from the hand of Egypt. And, listen carefully, to literally, to raise it, to bring it up from that land, El Eretz Tova Urachava, to a good and spacious land, El Eretz Zavas Cholav Udvash, to a land flowing with milk and honey. In other words, God had already promised that the land is good. So if God has promised that the land is good, even if you have every reason to believe your eyes in front of you are telling you that it's not good, this is ultimately the highest test and form of faith that even when it goes against the apparent reality, still... I believe with perfect faith. And this is, again, what many literally went to the crematoria with the words, on their lips. My goodness, if you were to ask them, do you see God at this moment? The answer is, probably not. But anima min bemunashlema, and those words were so true, because look at Am Yisrael today, and look at the bigger picture, and therefore we must go back to Parshas Vayeshev, where the scene. In chapter 37, in Bereshis, Pasuk 14, the brothers, listen carefully now, are about to sell Yosef. And what happens is, Yaakov says 
to Yosef, go and check on your brothers. And literally he sent him from the valley of Hebron. And Rashi questions, is Hebron in a valley? Isn't it on a mountain? And therefore, so Rashi says the word Amek, valley, depth, refers to the Eitzah Amuka, from the deep council. In other words, that what's happening here is the higher form of Emuna. You and I looking at this story, what a tragedy. Yosef is about to be sold. But now we know really that this is all God's manifestation. This is all His direction. And this is to bring the people down to Egypt in the most sophisticated way. That Yosef should be the viceroy of Mitzrayim, etc. I believe the lesson that emerges from this is such a powerful one. Each and every one of us in our own personal lives has experienced a burning bush. What does that mean? We've experienced without a question God in our lives. We've experienced a divine wink, whether it is in terms of how we have succeeded personally in business, whether it is the way we met our spouse. Each and every one of us had those moments where we knew that God was with us. He plays an intrinsic, an intricate part of our life. Whether it is that you were laid off from your job literally a day or two before the World Trade Center was hit by the plane and your office was above the place that you couldn't have gotten out and when you got that notice shortly before that fatal day imagine how you felt and afterwards how you felt this is Parshash Shlach And this is to teach us that each and every one of us faces from time to time the Eretz Ocheles Yoshvera in our lives. The challenge that seems things are not going exactly the way we would like them to go and even the way we think they should go. Shashlach reminds us that faith begins with believing He's the Creator. Faith takes us to the next level. He's involved in our lives. But most of all, I believe with perfect faith that there is a master plan and that there is something way beyond our understanding, namely, Erfurt the Welt. God directs the world. What a powerful personal lesson emerges from Parshas Shlach. Shabbat Shalom to all.